she was in the chatterbox, you know, texting and stuff. And, and I didn't recognize her last name. Otherwise, I would have called her out and asked her to call in. She's like, oh, it was just good to listen to you guys. I'm like, yeah, but golden opportunity. Come on. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was very enjoyable to hear it. Another uh, change of pace and part of your life. And and uh, get to hear an encouraging story of somebody who chased their dream and is uh, now living it. Yeah, and the one thing that I that I got to experience working with him, he's just uh, every time we were working, he's like, "God, I love my life," you know. And and that was seeing that happen with somebody, seeing them in the in the midst of of doing something that they love and they're really enjoying every moment of it. He just recently got married, and and he's working with his wife on the set, and everything is just fantastic for this guy. And it's just such an inspiration to watch him to go. Oh, I can level up my life like that too. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. I know that feeling. I want to play. I want to be the actor guy. That was oh, I had such a good time. Such a good time doing that. And then. Things shifted for me, and I had uh, the last couple of weeks. So I don't know if you've ever have you been looking at my my video blogs at all. I, I know the answer to this. You don't have to say anything. No, no, no. Oh, I yeah, you're right. You couldn't. You couldn't. That's there, right. There was a while you that crashed. I couldn't. I did. I crashed for a week and a half. I had zero internet, so I could. I struggled to keep my shows going. Uh, I did catch. Oh, I caught the one about redoing the project, about the, the, right. the life coach. I did catch that one. But out of the well, 20 that you published, I think I caught that one. The 20. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to ask you, how was it for you and and uh, uh, with no internet whatsoever and, and having to deal with the fact that you're running all these podcasts, you know, what was that? How was that like? Uh, it's great to have a team. That's, that's the bottom line. Is, yes, sir. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done anything without my team. And it's frustrating. It's especially since last week, uh, for for lack of better terms, my wife and kids were gone. I mean, they weren't gone, gone, but I had a lot of extra time to myself. And I'm thinking, man, this would be a great time to really push forward and do this editing. This would be a great time to really push forward and work on this website or do this or do that. Stuff that is very time consuming, but not family friendly. And I lose all internet connection that entire week. So literally, I was like, well, I can read and I can play my games that are not online. So that's what I did. And all my shows were done through cell phone, much like the last uh, the last other side of live where I called in on the cell phone and to uh, our Mortem Mods number, which is 813-413-7133. And uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it, it's it's different and i think if i if i knew that i was never gonna get internet again it'd be hard to deal with my home i mean my home has been made on the internet i do everything on there it's not like you know everybody back in the 90s when the internet came around is oh addiction this and internet addiction that and and now then the world of warcraft in 2000 addiction and it's like sure there are people who will choose to spend way too much time on it but for me it is such a tool that I keep track, you and I touch base more on the internet than anything else. Uh, keeping up with David, he's working on many projects uh, that I'm working with him on. Keeping up with all the different shows, keeping up with email, and just doing some fun stuff on the internet is is the way to go. And not having it was tough, so it's nice to nice to have it back. Right, 
Right. Definitely. <laughs> did you feel any kind of, uh, uh, where you feel like you, that you were free for a week or were you, did you get into any kind of depression or, or what, what happened for you personally? Well, it allowed me to choose to play because that is something I don't do very often. I've had the same heavy-duty game since Christmas. It's Fallout 3, for those of you who care. It's a very long-term, you know, hours and hours and hours invested. And Is that the Vegas one? No, I don't have the new one. I, I played my games about five years behind, so I have the original with the add-on packs except for Vegas. But I'm a love Fallout from the back in the day when it was first out. It's a role-playing game, and, and it does. It takes 40 to 80 hours to play one part of it, and then there's add-ons to it. Well, since Christmas, you know, seven months later, I've only put like 20-something hours into it because when I have free time, much like our morning mon here, I will choose <laughs> to work on this intro to a new show or work on this bumper or work on this advertisement. And I, I or, of course, spend time with the family or go out and do stuff in, in the real world. So very rarely do I actually get to sit down and play. So this week, instead of going, man, I really wish, because I, I, I did, I had a whole lot of work lined up to do. I had recordings to do I still haven't got to do yet. But I went, you know what, this is, it was kind of freeing because I was like, okay, I can play, guilt-free. I can come up here, I've got nothing else to do. I, I would come up and I'd play my game for two or three hours, and I'd go downstairs and I'd read my book that I hadn't read in forever. And I finished, I actually finished the book last week, which is the first time I've done what that. What book were you time. reading? Uh, odd Thomas, uh, not Odd Thomas, uh, An Odd We Trust by Dean Koontz. I've got about 20 Dean Koontz books around here, and three or four of them I haven't actually read. So uh, I finished that, and, you know, all just, just entertainment to take me away from myself. And it was it was cool. The, the trap part, though, I work from home. I do my right. job on the internet from home. I had to find a a place which i ended up working on a deal with my brother-in-law to go to his house and take over some office space for 10 and a half hours a day get up in the morning and drive and and that was that was kind of the crap part of the internet being gone right right now did you how long have you have you had it back when, when did you get it back thursday night right before my show i was out ah. <laughs> i had to get up I had to get up early. Go. I had to go, basically go in to work early. And, you know, show up at my brother-in-law's an hour early, so that I could get off early enough to come back home, and make sure everything was lined up right. And of course, it wasn't. So I had to do all my tech geek stuff. It took about thirty minutes. It took me right up to nine ten. My show goes live at nine thirty, and man, I was pinging. I was running up and down the stairs, making sure everything was right, and hooking it up, and calling Steve. And nine thirty rolled around. We had internet. And we did the show, and it was it was good. Nice. Nice. Did you find that after after Thursday it was difficult getting back to work, or did you did that that week or so off just give you a, energize you and you just jumped into it again? Uh, it's hard it, for my standard work week. For you're talking about, of course, the bear calling stuff. I assume. Uh, no, either one, uh, not just bear crawling stuff, but but either one. Well, no, working working from home, uh, I was able to go to my brother in laws and do that. So even though he had a lot faster connection, it was much nicer. I got a lot more done going to his house. It was nice not to have to get up two hours before I'm supposed to work just to drive somewhere, and not waste time driving back and forth and gas money that kind of thing. So getting back into, I like my office. I have my office set up the way I like it. I don't and I don't get your lifestyle literally. Because you'll go from place to place to place. You don't have anything that is your own. 
I mean, you, you next year when you come back, my office is almost guaranteed to be almost exactly the same as when you saw it this past year, because it's how See, I like it. Now that's that we do have those of us who travel. We have this thing where where you kind of when you get someplace, you have to put out all your stuff, and you know you have it all set up so that you know, and it, it is kind of a way of saying this is where I live. This is you know you're staking your claim, and if you don't do that, I I have found if I don't if I'm not able to do that, if I have to wait a couple of days before I can unpack, I'm a little twitchy. Because I need to be able to see my stuff. Oh, yes, this is my room. I I've marked my territory, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so I do have my stuff out. I do have my my TV is up. My my Xbox is up. My computers are up in my room, uh-huh. and uh, I've got laundry strewn everywhere. You know, you know, such a bachelor. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I do. I, t- I carry a little fan with me, and I mean, there are certain things I can do, like you're talking about. That I'll put out there. I've gone to the public library and pulled out a fan and stuck it on the table and plugged it into the floor, so I can be nice and cool while I'm working. Um, yeah, baby. So, but you know, I have my multiple monitors. I have my mouse, my mice. I have multiple mice set up, keyboards. I have everything set where I want it. So going somewhere else, it really threw me out of my work zone. So I'm out, I literally for three days sat on the edge of a bed up against a dresser with the dresser being my desk and and worked that way. Right. Uh, so physically outside of my comfort zone, I had to work on my posture all week. So I wasn't hunched over. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it's something about I live in ordered chaos. Uh, you know, it, it, my place is a mess. There's no two ways around it. There's. There's piles of stuff everywhere, but I know it's in the piles. I know where everything is, and I don't like being out of that. So that was definitely the downside of, of the Internet because you find ways around temporarily. Like I said, if I knew I never was going to get Internet again, I'd be probably a little depressed going, how the hell am I going to do this now? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to move. Right. So for those of you listening in, and I'm not sure how many people are in right now, but those of you listening in, once again, the phone number is 813-413-7133. Give us a call, and we will begin to talk about what you would like to talk about. But until then, we're just going to jabber on about our lives. So you're going to have to suffer through that. Now, I had an interesting experience uh, when I came here to Michigan, and I don't know if it was just because I've been running so much, maybe coming, you know, flying in from the West Coast, from, from Seattle area. And then having to drive from Minneapolis to to Kalamazoo, um, and just not getting—I'm still my my sleeping hasn't adjusted yet, so I'm staying up till two something in the morning, and then having to get up early. Um, I was just kind of getting a little bit of depression, and it might even been an energetic thing. There was a couple things that I hadn't been doing, or something that I'd done that I knew that my energy was, you know, uh, from 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 the energy work that I do and the meditation that I do. I knew that was off, and it really affected me. Um, so I had one of my vlogs was, you know, just dealing with the blahs because I was definitely dealing with the, you know, these blahs that and I was just like, oh, I don't want to do anything. You know, I've been working on Mordant World for a while and, and it's starting to get to be, you know, I don't want to say it's a rut, but it's definitely, you know, I'm kind of doing the same thing. And, and I think there's a part of me that's hungering for that, that next big thing. But that next big thing lays behind a whole bunch of work. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, dealing with that and how do you move past the blahs? That was one of my, one of my uh, video blogs. And the other one, you know, having to rework something, something that a project that I've been working on for a while and I had somebody come up and go, nah, you kind of need to fix this. And I was just like, 
oh, redo the whole thing? What? <laughs> and I was just like, can I go throw up now? Because <laughs> and it's just it's just how do you get past that? And I remember reading about Terry Brooks, who wrote the the Sword of Shannara, and how it was one of his uh, he had he had done a couple of books, but then he I think it might have been his third book uh, in the series or whatever. And he, he finished the book, complete, done, brought it to his publicist so that they can you know, begin doing rewrites, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, after reading it, the publicist came back and said, I, I'm sorry, you don't have a book here. And, and Terry's like, what, what, what do you mean I don't have a book here? There it is right there. He's like, no, no, no. The story, it's not really, it's not that good. You rewrite it. You go, okay, what part? The whole thing. So Terry Brooks spent about, I think it was six months of just, you know, you go through the different stages of of whatever. First there's denial and then anger and then, you know, that kind of stuff. He went through that for about six months and then, then trying a couple different things and the publicist is like, no, redo it. And eventually he, he got to, I don't know what it was that he he saw it. And he's like, you're absolutely right. And he rewrote it and I think it was, it might have been Elf Stones of Shannara, or or I don't know if that's the third book or the second, but it was like the second or third book, and he said this was the one that was my breakout book, and it's and I still think it's one of my best I've ever done, and I had to rewrite the whole thing, uh, and basically could do a new story, so that's somebody who was able to overcome, you know, uh, doing that that kind of thing. And that's a, that's a lot, especially when you put that many man hours, that many brain hours into something that's your baby. Anybody who's a writer knows that's your child. And uh, if dealing with dealing with editors in the first place is just a, uh, you know, unless you have somebody you trust and you know they're they're they have the the book's best interest at heart. Yeah. Um. So having to deal with that and and. And so the the question kept coming to my mind, and other people have been asking this. Well, how do you push through this? Well, how do I push through this? You know, and for me, it was, excuse me, especially with the blahs, it was just getting back to basics, getting back to the affirmations, getting back to, to figuring out, you know, looking at my plan again, looking at my roadmap, which I have much more of a roadmap now than I ever have, and just going, okay, baby step this, you know, just just beginning again and well, actually what it was interesting as I was doing the uh, I think the very first vlog I, I the very first vlog I talked about I had done was uh, about not never having enough time and creating that space but I talk about that a lot um, and I think it was during the the blah vlog <laughs> the vlog about the blahs where I was sitting in uh, and I'm staying at at Allison's Allison's house right now while she's in Alaska and and uh, Jeff Tortuga is also living here but I was sitting in the backyard and I'm doing this vlog and as I was doing it, I kind of came out of my funk. And so it was – and I likened it to uh, – if you ever see the movie Oh God with George Burns and John Denver. And when he first meets God, he's in his bathroom and he's just taking a shower. John Denver's just taking a shower. He's all freaked out. And George Burns, who plays God, is saying, why don't you shave? And John Denver's like, what? He said, Trust me, shave. So he starts lathering up, and they do this whole scene while he's shaving. He's go, if you, it's been proven that if you do something normal, it will help you feel normal, even in a weird situation. So for me, getting back into doing the vlogs again, getting back into, and I'd only, you know, kind of lagged by a week and a half or so, getting back into my affirmations, getting back into the meditation, everything like that, and just, 
for most of us, the the blahs, if you, it's just kind of like this desert. And eventually you do come out on the other side unless you're clinically depressed or something like that. But uh, you, it's just like you just have to get through it and whatever you can do to get yourself through it. And for me, it was is doing those things. So that is my advice to anybody who's going through a similar situation. You know, buckle down, get your head down and move through it. Whatever it is, if you, can, if you find some kind of book or something that inspires you, and then gives you that, yeah, I want to do this again. You know, that next thing, whatever it is that keeps you moving forward. Because bit by bit, you keep taking that ground. Bit by bit, you're moving forward. Slowly, slowly catching monkey in your life. Slowly, slowly, you're moving forward and uh, achieving these goals, even through these deserts of, of blah land. Would you call uh, some of those achievements oasises? Uh, that would be very... That would be a very cool thing to call. And I'd have to think about that. Right now, they're they're almost something that that pull me along. Maybe they're a lifeline, or maybe they're. Um, I think it was, it might have been the Sahara Desert, where, uh, and I think I saw this from uh, Lawrence of Arabia, where there's a, a a marker every five miles, and it might be a barrel or something like that that you can see it. And the reason is in five miles is when the horizon shifts and sinks as the earth curves. So it's more like one of those where you're like, there it is. That's the direction I'm going. Or something that pulls you along. Um, Sharon Watson. I think, sorry, Sharon Watson says here that my slowly has taken seven years to get where I am. I need a faster train. <laughs> and that's all up to you. I, you know, uh, your train is moving much faster than it was. Sure, it's taken you seven years to get here, but just like technology, there was very little technology for thousands of years, and then the last hundred years, a ton. So you've moved very slowly for however many years of your life, and I, 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 I hazard to guess in the last two years, you've moved forward leaps and bounds. So you are moving with great alacrity right now. That's right. Alacrity. <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> that, I don't know. It sounds like a glue. Alacrity? Alacrity. It's I gotta not. i got to put this back together. Oh. Yeah, it's something that uh, uh, Ron, uh, Scaramouche Ron, would use a lot. And I think he even named one of his Dungeons and Dragons characters that. And, and now it's become so common that I can just whip it out in my normal conversation. Blah, blah, blah with alacrity. Ooh. <laughs> You know, see, that's the trick. You surround yourself with smart people. And if you pick up some of their terminology, you too can sound smart. <laughs> with or alacrity. sound like you're trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, looking back over that last week, and I think you've hit these moments too, where basically I, I was hands-free. I mean, I called into your show. I called into the road show. I called into my own show. Uh, I didn't have to do any work. And there's, there's a point where of course I'm working towards is that I'm trying to ultimately have a team that I can pay that I can go back to that where I'm just hosting the show. I have a team that will edit. I have a team that will produce it, record it, you know, all that. But at some point you could go, man, there's a lot of work. We've done a lot of work to get where we are. And this I think applies to everything you've done. There's a lot of work to get where I am, man. There's so much work to get where I want to be. Is it worth it? And there's some moments in your life that you can just go, you know, I could just walk away right now and the world will keep on turning. And I didn't really have that moment this week because I was like, I love talking. And I was a- still able to do that. That That's my crack, if you will, is just talking, talking to people, talking on the radio, whatever. 
And if I don't have that, that's what throws me off, puts me on tilt, as I'll say in poker, is if I can't do my show, my my world doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like everything's doing what it's supposed to do. But the rest of it, there's definitely been moments where I'm tired, I've been sick, had stuff like with the internet happening that he's like, should I just walk away? Because life would be simpler for you. Life would be simpler if all I had to do was Tortuga Twins. No more Mordant World, no more book signings. You know, I could breathe and level up my wild character. Do you you have those moments where you just have to make that decision to keep on trucking? You know what? They're they're very few and far between. I I've had I've had hints of those moments. I've had those moments before. Um, now I have hints of those moments where it just lasts for you know uh, this as the saying goes, as my friend Serena Stone would say, your 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 highs are higher and your lows are higher. So my lows are, are just momentary. You know, I'll be like, ugh, I don't really feel like I'm doing much. And, you know, because I've gotten so used to doing quotes and affirmations and, and the video blogs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, right now, the highlight of all of Mordant World right is this show. I was really looking forward to doing this show, especially since, you know, we released a, uh, we released a couple of episodes today. So I was listening to one of them. It was the, one of the first – it was the first uh, question and answer variety show about goal setting. And we were having so much fun. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait till tonight. And, you know, now I'm I'm flying blind. I'm looking at a screen with my picture on it because I called into my Skype account from your Skype account. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do have those moments. But I'll tell you, the like I said, the, the thing with the affirmations, whenever I'm starting to go and have doubts, because I filled my brain with those those affirmations so often, my brain will go there, and so it's very. It, whereas it used to be the the positive was the rare thing. Oh, this is never going to work out. Oh, this never works for me. And then once in a while, I get a, a moment of wow, this uh, this is possible. Now most of my life is this is possible, and once in a while it's oh uh, yeah I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, yes, yes, but no. Now, this is an interesting question. I think the better question would be, the question is, what books have you already written? I think the better question is, what books are you going to write? But talk about the first and then the second. The very next book that I, uh, I'm beginning to work on is, it's going to be a collection of my blogs. You know, uh, it, it's like as I'm doing them, I'm writing them already. And of course, it's going to need to be edited, but I'm getting them transcribed uh, picking out the ones I want to do, putting them into like collection. It's almost like my own personal chicken soup for the soul, um, a collection of little stories. So that's the very first thing. And then I, I think that as I move forward with the motivational speaking and get my speeches together, that that's going to be one of the books. Certainly leveling up your life. Certainly talking about how how you know all of this difficulty, all of this, all of these these things that we face, you know these hardships. You know, they're not personal. They're just, they're just, uh, they're training. You know, you go through certain things in your life and it's either teaching you something that you need to learn or showing you an area that you need to work on, you know, or giving you something that you can, that you can talk to somebody else about. If it's a horrific experience, then you can talk and bond with somebody else who's had that same horrific experience, you know? Sure. Um, so I think that, that, you know, First, it'll be the vlogging book, and I, I may even call it my vlogging book. <laughs> uh, and then the next will be whatever comes out of the motivational speaking. And that's, that's 
that's always an interesting area for me. I'm like, hey, moving forward, moving forward, and then why am I dragging my feet? Or why am I letting myself get caught up with everything else that's going on around me? Oh, because that's the way you and I are. Happy, happy, joy, yeah. joy, shiny. Um, yeah. <laughs> but to talk about your chicken soup for the tequila soul or whatever your book was that you wrote. Oh, the uh, <laughs> Why Real Women Drink Straight Tequila, The Dow of Intimacy? Yes, that one. <laughs> chicken soup for the tequila soul. Oh, new book. Dude, out. that, unless, except the chicken soup part is Kaipera, but that would be a great one for your vlog. The chicken soup vlog for the tequila soul or something like that. There you uh, go. Anyway, no, no that yes. was a that was a brainchild of of Serena Stone, and she had, you know, we started working together in 2006, but a decade before is when she started writing it, and it was really the result of uh, her bitterness towards some relationship experiences she had had, and then she wrote on it for a while, and then put it away, and then in 2006, you know, we drug it out again. And she's like, you know what? Why don't you funny it up? She knew that I could write. She knew I was funny. And she was a different person at that time. So it's more insightful. It's not so much a book on how men suck. It is more a book on different personality types, you know, positive and a lot of the negative ones, and what, what they are, how they act, and why we are attracted to them. Because ultimately, you are responsible for your relationship reality. You know? Um, we allow the people in our lives to come into our lives. You know, you, you've met those, those people who are like, you know, well, how come everybody I date, you know, has an alcoholic, alcoholism problem? Or how come everybody I date cheats on me? Well, the one common denominator is you. You're picking them. So, you know, as matter, as matter vibrates at a high rate of speed, yeah, I'm sorry, matter is energy vibrating at a high rate of speed. You know, we are looking for somebody who resonates with us. You know, as we grew up, I remember hearing it said that, that you know, those things that happened to us in our childhood created divots. You know, like when, a, when you golf and you hit the grass and you create this kind of chunk out of it, it creates a divot. So, you know, some people grew up in an alcoholic household. You have this, these holes in you that, that was caused by that. Or, or maybe somebody is uh, emotionally unavailable. So subconsciously, you are looking for somebody to fit that. So it may be one of these personality types. The first thing you need to do is be aware. Hey, look, this is my MO. I'm looking for somebody who's emotionally unavailable. So chances are everybody I meet is going to be like that. You know, and especially if I'm attracted to them. I'm certainly not attracted to all those guys who want to go out with me. I'm speaking as a woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but once you are able to see that, once you're able to go, oh, I'm doing this, and then you can begin to affect a change. And, and of course, as always, the first thing you have to do is you have to re accept responsibility. But that also frees you up to be able to say, then that means that I have control over my life and I can make those changes instead of life just happens to me and I have to take what I get. No, no, no. Oh, contraire. Now, Rock Girl brings up a very good point about your book. She says it's a great book. She gave out some links in the chat room about how to find it. Uh, but she says, I wish it was an audio book. You would think that the audio book king would do that. You know who would be great at the audio book version of this? Serena. She reads out loud better than I read in my head. I'm listening to her. She's like, do you want me to read it out loud? Yes, please. We could do that. So I she could produce be, that. She would be great at it. And, of course, mine will have many takes and a lot of cursing 
and a lot of laughter and eventually it'll be done. <laughs> but that's something that you should, I think, move up to the top of your list because it's a lot easier for people to listen than it is to read any, today. And you get people to read your book and I, we could produce it through the nation and get it put up on your website. That is possible. That is possible. And uh, uh, if enough people start screaming for it, maybe we'll do that. Which means that uh, you guys are going to have to say something somewhere on they, Facebook. They're maybe. saying it on the. T- I'll go to facebook.com forward slash Mornet World forward slash We Want Your Book Audible.com forward slash Do It Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to know. Fifeger wants to know if they can ask questions about the movie, and Rock Girl says yes, and everybody's saying do it. And you can call in 813-413-7133. And if you call this number while you're listening to the podcast, uh, it does have a voicemail attached to it. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want to call 813-413-7133, do it and leave your voicemail, and it'll get played on the next show. That's right, because what I'm getting is a lot of people calling in, and there's no, all I hear is beep, beep. Oh, that'd be a fax machine. Beep. No, it's weird. It's just like, it's, and there's a ton of those. I'm like, I have to listen to every one of these. So. <laughs> so he's going to forward them to me because he doesn't want to hear from you. No, 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 no. Do not. Uh, no, sir. Incorrect. I do want to hear that. from them. I know you do. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it for the show tonight. I hold the power, dance monkey. Right, I guess. And suddenly, all I have to worry about is Tortuga twins. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, your life has become simple. Uh, No, but I think think that it's a great idea uh, to go ahead and do it. And you can put it on. uh, If we can get it done and packaged, we can get it on PodioBooks.com, which is a great source for audiobooks for free. Most a lot of people who got their start in real book publishing. Uh, as in physical, not, oh, they're really an author now, but no, as in actually getting physical books published, started on patiobooks.com by reading their own works in chapter form, and you download it as a subscribable podcast. But it's for books. It's for stories. That's what it's designed for. And we could easily put your right. book up there, but you have to read it first. That's right. And that's why, you know, when uh, when it was put out to me to, to do um, Neil Desperandums, why don't you go ahead and pimp him out right now? Uh, ndstories.com, N as in Nancy, D as in dog stories.com. It's a great place for fictional work of original authors, as uh, classical authors, and new up and coming works of people who aren't so big that we can't afford them. Uh, and it's, you get to be a part of the story. You, Sharon Watson, who is pimping out the link, you can be part of the story, which is you email Jim. I believe it's ND is uh, Jim at ND Stories. It's on the website. I'm not. It's his show. I don't know what the email is exactly. But if you wanted to, you could email bearcrong at gmail.com and I'll forward it to him. But what you do is you volunteer. Say I would like to read a story, much like our good friend Armand Mon here did. He volunteered. He read a story. It's in the works to be published. It's in the list, and uh, you read it. Tell us what your experience reading it, and I'll finish up. What, what so yeah, is. first of all, so in case. Uh, they don't understand it is it is audio basically a version of audio books so that they're short stories that are read by you know different people um i did it because i said i was when the very beginning when you asked me this um i was all excited about it and i thought this will be great and then he gave me this long thing <laughs> and i tried doing it on my own and i was just like ugh so i shelved it 
But I knew that, listen, the universe has dropped this in my lap because I need to learn how to read this stuff so that I can have experience doing voiceover stuff so that I can read my own works or do other voiceover stuff. So that's why. And eventually, you know, we knocked it out in the course of a day when I was, mm -hmm. while I was at the Bears Den. Yep. And when I, when I was with you, it was fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I had somebody who could say, okay, stop, start again, yada, yada, yada. And there was a lot of laughter and a lot of cursing. Uh, <laughs> but eventually it got done. And me screaming at Jim, and he's like, he couldn't stop laughing, but his right. ears hurt because I kept yelling at him and, and flipping the pages, pages around on yeah. purpose. So it was, a, it was a good time. I'm really curious to hear uh, how it turned out. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to touch base with him to see when the next one is coming. Uh, when when yours is coming up in the list to be published, so what happens? As you see, he volunteered. He got a story. Some of them are really short. I mean, some of them are really short. Uh, his happened to be just a longer one because he's got a great voice and a talent for it. So quit complaining. <laughs> we appreciate your talent, damn it. But anybody can do it as long as you have a microphone or some way to to clearly record your voice. You read the story and you get put out as a show and the, the common theme is a common theme throughout the entire bear calling nation including the other side of live here is the human connection is these aren't just stories they're not just fictional stories it's stories with a point it's stories that make you think about different situations that you don't come across every day and the human element in these stories and uh, I, I love i love working with that show and i'm very glad that you volunteered to do that yeah, it was a lot of fun. And actually, by the time I got to the end of the story, I had fallen in love with it. It was like, oh, wow, this is really a, a cool – and it was. It was a short story. So I'm glad that, that we're able to pimp out World Traveler Jim's – it is Jim's thing, right? Yes, it is Jim's thing, yes. So you tell him that we're pimping him out here <laughs> at the other side of live. <laughs> I will indeed. Uh, and if you write short stories, you can submit them to Jim via the website as well, and he will get with you on – whether or not it's right for the show or, or what he can do with it. But, yes, it's a great place for new authors to try out their work, have other people read it and, and perform it and that kind of thing. So it's very cool. Right. Now, before we uh, – we're coming down to the home stretch. we got about 20 more minutes uh, unless we go longer. So I'm going to invite anybody who is out there who is listening to us, 813-413-7133. Call in with your experience. If you want to talk about the movie or anything else, that's fine. But I'm just throwing out there, since we were talking about the blahs and, and, and working through, working through you know, uh, having to start over or whatever, if you have any experience that, that you know, or, or if you have a system that you were able to, to throw at us or an idea for this is what worked for you to get through the blahs, absolutely give us a call or if you just want to uh, let us know a little bit of what you went through um, that would be great so 813-413-7133 but until then Charles and I will keep <laughs> chattering now here's my thing the thing that always gets me down puts me into a I don't call it a depression because I think one that's overly used and two there is a condition of depression that can be treated medically so I think people will say well I'm depressed well that's arguable. But I say there's definitely downward cycles in life. There's upward cycles where you're you're just going towards this awesomeness and everything's great in your life and even every challenge comes at you, you just leap over it and it can't nothing can hold you back. And then there's a downward cycle where you're kind of pulling back, pulling up on the, the yoke of the airplane, going, Don't hit the ground, you know. And I think we all have those, but mine, the one that always takes me right to the bottom of the downward cycle is being stagnant, hitting the glass ceiling. Knowing, like with bear crawling, I hit this point where 
it felt like no matter what I did, I could not increase my numbers. And numbers are not why I do this thing, but they do play into growing to where we want to be. And, I mean, that's just a fact of life. But I, I could not, no matter what I did, I couldn't increase people listening to the show. I could not increase our exposure. With my work, it came down to the office was closing, and you had a set date. And that is the longest stretch of road. Knowing that when I hit that point, I will be moving on to the next thing. And when I'm moving on to the next thing, I'm happy. I'm good. It doesn't matter that I don't have a job. What matters is I'm moving, I'm acting, I'm doing but waiting to get to that point, being stagnant, knowing that I can't do anything until I get to that point, that's what always throws me into a funk. And you seem to maybe be that way is you like having five lists that you can only do two, two things on one list, but you know you're going to get to them. It's when you feel like you can't get to it, that stagnation maybe, that that throws you down into the, the, the funk, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I, the first time I ex- really experienced or noticed something like this was in college. You know, and here I am studying to be whatever it is I was trying to be. And it was after a couple of years of doing it, even though you're moving forward, you're just all you can see is, look, I've got another class studying another thing. And I'm not doing anything with my life, but sitting here, you know, doing all this book learning stuff. And, and, and that kind of feels like you're not really moving forward, even though you are, even though that's prep work for the next mm-hmm. stage, which is, I think, where I'm at with Mortar World. I'm, I'm definitely at prep work for the next stage. Now, I've got some great stuff going on. Like I said, this live, this live show, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving, uh, I'm loving the human connection, which is why tonight is really difficult for me, because I'm just staring at the screen, and because I have so little bandwidth, I can't even... I can't even <laughs> pop open to, to see what everybody else is doing. I'm just kind of here, uh, and it's very. And so when nobody's calling in, I'm just like, okay, uh. um, it's it's hard just you know staring at that. But but I love this show. I love the the energy that we put out, and you know the stuff that we're helping to sh- we're sharing with people and helping them, and it's certainly the stuff that I am learning just from you know from other other people coming in and with their comments or, or stuff spewing out of your mouth or out of my own mouth. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And uh, it looks like we actually have a caller. We do. So yes, hello, how are you? Hi, who is this? Heather King from Georgia. Hi, Heather King. How are you? Again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I finally thought of a question. Excellent. Is this your first movie that you're in, or that you've ever been in? No, I've done uh, quite a few, quite a few shorts. So mostly like 48-hour film projects or, or something like that. Most of the stuff is based out of, uh, based out of Minneapolis, and I've done one other full feature-length film, which I don't think is out yet, called Spinning Out, where I play a very small part. I will have to uh, make sure to look into that. No. So there, are, there are, I think, actually, if you go to the YouTube channel, to the Mortar World YouTube channel, and Your one channel. of the, okay. yeah, one of the sections it has a couple of those videos in it. Sweet. Now, when you say shorts, you're actually talking about short films and not the, the article of clothing, right? That is <laughs> that is Why correct. Why are you so confused? I think the um, high school Lord, drifter is I love your up. laugh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad nobody can see me blush. Uh, I think high school drifter is oh, about hey, eight, I'm probably eight blushing more minutes. than you are. 
<laughs> I'll have to take your word for it because all I can see is uh, a logo of a telephone. I just figure I just got on like and I can't even see your video yet, so I can hear I can hear you through the headphones because my best friend's on it watching you and I'm on the phone with you, so I'm hearing double. I'm like kinda of funny. <laughs> Weird echo thing. But um it, are you liking working on the movie? Like is it exciting? Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. You know, I've done it before. I've I've had on-camera acting classes, so I, I kind of know what it was like. Um, but always a great experience. Always a chance. It's it's very cathartic because you get to feel these things. It's not you're acting like you're feeling something. You really have to feel them and uh, to be that character, which is why when you do a much darker character, it's difficult because it kind of takes you down that road. Uh, fortunately, I wasn't yeah. doing that this time, or unfortunately, because I like being the you know, doing the weird stuff. Yeah. That is so cool. Cool. You Thank you. Do you have, do you have any other questions? <laughs> no, I'm just glad to be talking to you because you're awesome. To be honest. Well, thank you very <laughs> I'll much. I'll let Heather. you go. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Are you still there? I'm here. Okay, the Skype threw up something weird for me. All right. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, everything, everything's good. Everything's groovy. That was cool. Got a nice phone call. They're trying. The chat room's trying to talk Margaret into uh, calling, but she won't do it. Margaret Gallo. Yes, yes, Margaret. Oh, she's so shy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what is what is what's on the horizon for the next two weeks, the next month? Well, I'm um, I'm here in Michigan for three more weekends. And then I'll be in in Wisconsin, you know, smack dab between between Milwaukee and Chicago at Kenosha, at the oh. Bristol Renaissance Fair for one weekend, and then it's, it was a one, two, three, four. So in five weeks I'll be in Minnesota for the big show. So and in the meantime, there I'm I'm constantly working on more world stuff. Constantly working on Tortuga Twin stuff. And maybe, uh, keep it on, keep it on. Uh, from your good friend David Powell, maybe a blog post since the last one was on July 1st. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've written actually a bunch of them, but uh, I'm like, uh, I don't like that one. Eh. <laughs> oh, Lord, dude. You, you get so caught up in perfectionism and worrying. You're like the, the yin to my yang. I'm like, it's crap. I don't care. I throw it out, fling my poo like a monkey. And you're like, no, 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 it's got to be pretty and... and No, uh, no, see, I fling clue with my vlogs. <laughs> I just like, ah, that's why I like them. One really? Done. I happen to no, know there's it, a bunch it, of vlogs that you've not put out. What? I happen to know there's a handful of vlogs that you won't release. And I've seen the ones you actually, cut together. Actually, the one that you're thinking of, um, I can't find it. I was going to put it out. What, wasn't there a few when you were here, you were giving me a backup of all the vlogs that you had. You're like, oh, we're not putting that one out. Oh, we're not putting out that, that one out. Oh, we're not putting that one out. I can't remember. <laughs> if they are, <laughs> if they are, I may have just, they just be, maybe the original ones that I did, then I redid them. Okay. And now I don't do that anymore. I just kind of go with it. I've learned, don't try to edit myself because uh, the first take is probably the best. And even though it yeah. seems like the silence is forever, it's not. You know, if I can just get back on track. So Now, somebody does chat in here. We're just kind of going all over the radar a little bit. I love poking at, I love poking at our Mortimer about 
the worrying and the perfection. Because like, I can't see my show. I'm like, yeah, but you're on the show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I no, I've learned something. To, well, before we go on, I've learned uh, something tonight. I, I, we were talking earlier about, you know, what's important. Do we do we need the, the side panel mm-hmm. and, the, uh, and the chat room and, uh, and the, the main screen and all? Do we need all that? Or should we go to something else? And I'm like, you know what? As I'm sitting here, I think I like it a lot. Sure. I like all the... You know, bells and whistles. And apparently people miss you because nobody's getting on the, the video since you're not here. <laughs> Rock Girl did for a minute, I think, because she was the only one she got off the video. Uh, let's see. Oh, five, I, did, I don't know how to say this. Fifeger says, I'm going to guess it's more fun to play a bad guy because you're such a good guy. Talking about your movies, I guess. We'll go with that. You know, <laughs> people ask me, hey, are you know, well, we know that you're, or they'll talk to me, we know you're not the Tortuga guy for real, or we know that you're, you know, really this person. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. All those people are facets of me. You know, I am the the wild and crazy Raphael. I am the hip, cool, nice guy, Morden. I am the insecure and uh, not sure of himself, Ricky. Um, when you do on-camera acting, you're bringing a piece of yourself. It's not like if you have to play a doctor, you're not going to be, oh, I'm gonna, a doctor has to act like this. No, no, no. What would you do if you were a doctor? Because maybe that's what they want to see. What would you do if you were the serial killer? Because if you try to be a serial killer, then most everybody else is auditioning for that part has done the same thing. Yeah. But maybe you have a certain something that you bring to the table that they're like, oh, we want you to do that. Also, you have to be yourself because when you're doing 30 takes at a time, after about 15 or so, you're not going to be able to keep up the pretense. But if you're really being yourself, you know, you know, as a as a certain thing, you're going to act the way you always act. Well, if I was really a serial killer, I would act like this. Well, and you're always going to act for like that for 30 takes, for 60 takes. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, I'm going to try to be mean here, even though that's not me. Then you're gonna you're not gonna be able to keep that up. So uh, yes, I, I like to do the the bad guys because it's a stretch, or maybe it just lets a little bit of that that you know that darkness out. You know, if you look at the yin yang symbol, there's the white in the black and the black in the white. The what symbol? So there's peace. The yin yang. Yang. You know the tai chi. Yin yang. Yeah. Yin-yang. That's what I th- you old guy Jean, no speak well. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I went to Thailand and the Chinese taught it to me and the Thai people taught oh, it to me, it was sense. Yang. That makes sense. So that's why I say it like sorry. that. Go ahead. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so there's light and darkness in each of us. And, and as you're acting, you get to let that shine through. So I understand now why. Um, Jack Nicholson talked about it and, and he was talking about it with um, Heath Ledger's death. He's like, the, that role gets to you. And I, at first when I heard it, I was like, yeah, that's silly. Whatever. You're just acting. He's like, no, no, no. You're being that. You're being that insanity. So it gets to you. And sure, it's cathartic on some level when you be able to release things. If you can be emotional, if you can be angry or sad or whatever, it's very cathartic if you can get to that point. Um. But it can also be dangerous. It, I, you know, with the Heath Ledger thing, it just seemed like everybody, and you don't know. I mean, there was no note, there was no anything. You can only guess at what happened, and it could have been accidental. You know, I, I don't know if there's ever a ruling on if he killed himself, killed himself intentionally or if it's an accidental overdose or whatever. 
Uh, and yeah, I'm sure he was dealing with some things with the role of the Joker, but everybody jumped to that so fast and jumped on it. And I'm like, other people played horrible, horrible roles that were excellent at it, and they didn't kill themselves, you know? And right. it's not like he was obvious. It's not like he was hanging from the rafters or, you know, goodbye, cruel world, and he shot himself or anything. You know, it, it was just so much read into it that I think a good actor, and he was, he was an excellent actor. I think a good actor can come back from it and they're not immersing themselves so far that it, it, it you know, messes them up. I, I don't know. That's just right. kind of my take. I'm, I'm not an actor. I've done a few things and that's my thing. If you want me to act, if you want me to read a story, it's going to be as me doing whatever I yep. got the, I got the role of God in one of the stories from Jim. I'm like, yeah, I think I could do God. I think I can do that. Uh, but I get, you know, like Samuel L. Jackson gets angry black man and he's excellent at it. Watched every movie he's ever done. Love Angry Black Man. I get Angry White Man. That's what I get. You know, because that's what I can do. I'm not going to be doing, you know, the beautiful Britt Baker or anything like that. And I think you you played the role of the, the, the beat-down husband, but you're not suffering with it. You know what I'm saying? It's, I think two people jump too, too hard on that with Heath Ledger. I don't think that was quite – I don't think that was quite – it didn't make the reality check for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe that 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 probably was not it. You know, was it a contributing factor? Who knows? You know, it could have just been an accidental overdose. Who knows? You know, I certainly don't know what was going on in the man's life or, you know, what he was caught up in. Or uh, I think it's just it was very unfortunate at this point in his life, at any point in the man's life. But at this point when he had given us such a gift. It was a wonderful performance. And and a lot of people think, oh, look, he got nominated for the Oscar and he won it because he was dead. No, no, no. No, no. A lot of people who got, there are many people, no, not many. There are quite a few people who got nominated posthumously for the Oscar. Very few of them, maybe two, ever won. Most of them don't. So when he won, it wasn't, uh, oh, we feel bad for him. It was, And I felt he deserved the Oscar. I thought he was great. Oh, yeah. I thought he was an amazing performance of a lifetime. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. I wasn't trying to be a dark humor. That joke. There. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a joke. I actually mean that. Um, right. No, I, I think we I absolutely. Seeing... Actually, I agree with you. And that was a much better send-off than uh, who's the guy that played that played Raul Julia? Adam's Family? Yes. Yeah. What was his last movie? It was some uh, video Street Fighter game. 2. Street Fighter or what? whatever. Super Street, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> oh, uh, and then he died, yeah. That's not the way you want to go out. Street Fighter, you know. I don't know. And he was great. He was one, even even Adam's family. What a great actor. And now this has become the, 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 the podcast about acting. So I'm going to throw out one more time. It's almost that time, but 813-413-7133. If you want to call in, that would be Fabu. Yeah, you got. Uh, we actually got people on camera now. We got Country Boy 1985-23, because he can't figure it out. Uh, Detached Lotus, a rock girl. Don Josie? Don Jose? I don't know. Josie? Don Jose. Power. Don Jose. Is it a guy or a girl? It's a, it's a girl. All right, maybe it's Don Jim. Well, it's eyes. It's eyes and the hair. So I don't know. I'm assuming with Don, D-A-W-N, and Figer gets in, gets in on the fun. So there you go. You inspired people to show their faces when you couldn't show yours. Ah, that's great. Thank you, and welcome, everybody, on the side panel. I wish I could, I wish I could see you. So uh, what, 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 uh, 
what's the next big thing? Because you always have the next big thing. Bigger, better, better, more, right? Bigger, better, better, more. When are you going to speak in public? Uh, Screw that question. When are you going to? When are you going to speak? In, it's been over a year when you said you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. That is the next big thing. That is my that is my outside my comfort zone, and I am moving forward. I have a coach that's helping me move forward with this, and uh, soon. That's all I can tell you. Soon, by the end of the year, I'll be speaking somewhere. I know it. I know it by the end of the year, and you're gonna beat my ass I am. if I'm not. <laughs> I well, because you call is in the third the third Morning World Radio interview with John of Peniel. And you yeah, put a date by June. I'm gonna do. It. And June came and went, and uh, June again came and went. <laughs> and I think I might take it up on myself to schedule you a, a speaking engagement for next spring while you're here. All right, all right, all right. I'll be ready by then. I'm actually kind of do. I actually kind of did it at the uh, at the uh, Mortar World Meetup in Atlanta. That was that felt very much like it was up in front of people speaking. Those five people were really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I just keep pressing on. That is my next big thing, honestly. Uh, unless, you know, on my way to that, if I find something else, and that's not a side trip, but it's a, oh, hey, look, I got the live show here. Oh, wait, hey, look, there's this. But definitely towards motivational speaking, um, that is that is the next big thing. You know, I got to say one of my dreams is just this would be a cool life to have is – one of the guys I go to for guidance for teaching, uh, he's a he calls himself a bishop, whatever. He does lead a church, and I just I kind of hesitate to say that because that throws a lot of people off. But he's a good speaker. It's much like you go to your motivational books for guidance and inspiration. I you know, I like what he has to say and I learn from him. But man, he talks about he's done it for so long. He's gotten so good at speaking and, and motivating people that he gets those calls where he's off to Vegas to to talk at some conference and he's off to New York City to speak at this conference. I'm like, that's what I want to do. You know, that would be so cool to be the person that they like what you do on your show or what you do with the nation or what, what you do with your writing that they call you and say, hey, we love what you do with podcasting. Will you come and speak here about this? And it's yeah. in a heartbeat. I will. I love that. Art, uh, Allison sent me an article or sent me a magazine. It's from Inc. Magazine. And it's an article about this guy uh, who does motivational speaking. And it's called The Art and Business of Motivational Speaking. And it's with your guy, Josh Ship, S-H-I-P-P. And he's, just, he's like 30-something. And he looks like he's a kid. <laughs> he looks really young. But uh, I've read through most of it. I haven't read the whole thing. It both inspires me and it, and it's also very daunting because it's just like, wow. Because I'm looking at people who are the best of the best and I'm like, I don't know if I'm that good. But but yes, uh, it's fuel for my fire to move forward. I would love to be able to do that. Or, or speaking, I'm speaking with Ronnie Rocks about the women she is surrounding herself with who are affecting, affecting people globally. Uh, and putting together uh, seminars and, and helping and helping enrich lives, you know, globally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to be a piece of that. I want to be a part of that. And I want to I want to lend myself to something greater, yeah. you know. And and the only way for that to do that is for me to level up my life so that I am at that level and 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 make myself ready, you know. Study study whatever it is I need to study. Learn uh, whatever speaking speeches I need to learn. 
you know, do a great live show uh, podcast every other week so that when people listen to it, they're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Why don't you do it over here too? You know, I still have that dream of you and I sitting together in a, a, a radio room and putting out a, uh, something every, every other week or every week uh, and, and, and making a living out of it. I think that would be great. And then being able to go to the seminars and conventions and et cetera, et cetera. This is fun. This is a great life. I want to do it bigger, better, better, more. So I have to, I have to put, you know, aggregate my fecal matter so that I can, you know, get my poop together so that I can uh, get, be ready for that. Because yeah. the opportunity is going to come my way. And if I'm not ready, then shame on me. And Sharon Watson says, and you will. Um, so... <laughs> Thank you, Sharon uh, Watson. Now, when <laughs> you and I were still getting to know each other, I mean, I guess we're still getting to know each other, but we know each other better. We went to a conference together uh, about motivational, as a motivational business seminar with Bill Cosby and and yep. and uh, them. And we were talking, and you were still kind of feeling me out for what I was doing, where I wanted to go with my life. You were kind of still in that life coach mentality. Uh, not that it's a bad thing, but I could tell you were, you were like, and you know, well, what is it you're going to do? What I said that. Bill Cosby, what he did, that's what I'm going to do. I don't need a speech. I don't need to be the expert. I'm going to be the person that entertains you, that comes out and just speaks about life and my views on life. That's my stage right there. And that felt like home when I answered that question. Right. You know? So that's, you know, we've got our, we've got our beacons, mm -hmm. you know, on the other side of the desert. All we have to do is, is get through it, you know? Yep. And and I want to I want to challenge everybody who's listening. You know, a lot of tonight has been showing some of the the chinks in our armor. A lot of tonight is, has been sharing our own humanity, sharing our own, you know, some of the doubts, some of the, you know, the the blahs that we go through and the, the oh no, I've got to start this over and things like that. Uh and sharing with you how how we get through it, whether it's it's just, you know, putting our heads down and 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 bulldozing our way through or or finding ways to get you know help us just pick ourselves up again uh, so I want to challenge those of you who are listening to, to find your beacon you know stake your stake your claim stake your your the GPS on your on your life map and say I want to go there and you know you may find something else along the way but you will never have found that crossroads until you were going somewhere and then begin moving forward Figure out your baby step. Make your make your lists, and get through the blahs of of. And we are talking about moving through, as Seth Godin said. I love dropping his name, as Seth Godin says, the dip, because that's exactly where where we are in the middle of right now. Uh, we are in the dip, and it is it, this is where all the fun has become work, and it's still fun, but you know how many people are going to keep going on. You know, it's those people who keep moving through this desert to the other side who are going to get that fantastic life. I mean, you're going to have a great life anyways. You know, the experience you're having is 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 addictive. You know, the highs and the lows, it's all, woo, you know, almost like a movie. So I challenge you to stake your stake your beacon, stake your, your access or your, your waypoint and say, that's where I want to go, and then move forward with it. And it would be great to hear about it on, on Facebook.com slash Mordant World or even email me at Mordant at MordantWorld.com. And uh, maybe we'll read some of them. Uh, share with us. Or, hey, even do a video. Even do a video and, and, and you can, I think there's a way to post it too to the YouTube channel as well. 
So, blah, I, I challenge you to do that and, and then get back in touch with us about it because we'd love to hear about it. And then it'll give us something else to talk about other than ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> then I wouldn't be the expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I think that uh, that'll get us where we want to go. I think, I, and I think that brings us to the to the end of another the other side of live live show, which doesn't sound redundant at all. <laughs> Here's a future topic, a future topic from Brian, uh, country boy. Can he wants to talk about dispelling anger? So that might be a good one for the next show. Yeah, we might want to uh, wrap that in along with something else. I don't want to just talk about anger the whole time. But uh, certainly it can be a part of something, you know, something else. So so email us that and Charles, write that down. And you and I will talk about how maybe we can we can work that into something. Email mordant at mordantworld.com. Yeah, because that definitely I'll talk about anger. Yeah, yeah I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he wants to talk about the spelling anger. So maybe you and should talk to me. Anger. <laughs> For me, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that too because yes, I have done that, and it's something I work with all the time as well. You know, come on, tell everybody so two weeks, about you. I'm sorry, I was just, I stepped on you saying what I wanted you to say. Tell us what's going on next and where to find you. Oh, uh, two weeks from now, on August second is where we're going to be. It'll be again nine o'clock Eastern time, and who knows what we're going to talk about? Maybe about anger or or, or other things. I will. I believe I'll still be here in Kalamazoo, so it's going to be another one of these. And one, two, yep, I am still in Kalamazoo. It'll be another one of these. You can find these podcasts, as we are recording all of them, you can find them at mordantworld.com. And I, we have two new ones up. We have uh, number seven, which is our first our first um, question and answer variety show, which is kind of what this is the, the theme of the show has turned into. Is number up is up and number eight, which was your money or your life, and that had our guest star Ron Bauman of the Tortuga Twins, Scaramouche of the Tortuga Twins, talking about his experiences with uh, Dave Ramsey and the Total Money Makeover, and how that's changed his life, and that's posted there as well. So those are a couple of ones to check out. I think we're going to get beautiful Britt Baker about the the movie. I think we're going to get that one up soon, and then this one as well, which is. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have a groovy title that, that makes sense. <laughs> so you can find all those at mordantworld.com. And, of course, you can like us on Facebook. Like us here on StickCam or, or subscribe to us on StickCam. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you can find also, you can find us at the Bear Crawling Nation, bearcrawlingnation.com. All the podcasts are there. And the ones, the Nil Desprondum that we spoke of is also available via BearCrawlingNation.com. And my show, and that's, that's on Thursday, and is Bear Crawling Nation Live. Bear Crawling Nation Live. And <laughs> what is it? How do, you, how do you pimp that out? What's it called? Metal Attitude Meets Talk Radio, man. It's, Boom, it's baby! Humor. <laughs> <laughs> it is not your grandma's podcast. It is not your grandma's <laughs> podcast. Unless we have your grandma as a guest, and then it's, you know, and, we'll tone it down. And <laughs> mornetworld.com forward slash the symbol plus. You can find uh, the new Google Plus page for Mortar World. MortarWorld.com forward slash plus. I said it there. Now build me a website, David. 
All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you all for joining us. I really appreciate you showing up. I really appreciate you spending uh, this hour or so, hour plus with us, you know, every other week. And uh, this is why I do it because uh, of you guys. I mean, uh, I can talk to myself all all I want, um, but I'm finding I don't like that. So I'm glad you are here. (laughs) Thank you again. Thank you, Charles. You're welcome. Ciao, dream catchers. The way you can cut a rug, watching you, the only drug I need. So gangster, I'm so thug, you're the only one I'm dreaming of. You see, I can be myself now finally. In fact, there's nothing I can't be. I want the world to see you be with me. Hey, so sister, ain't that Mr. Mr. on the radio? Stereo, the way you move, baby, no.